There's a push to increase the awareness of the speed and severity of meningitis. Two university students are among four confirmed cases of meningococcal disease in the Canterbury region this year. The Meningitis Foundation has been calling for a quicker rollout of free vaccines to those living in close quarters. The vaccines just become free for 13 to 25-year-olds in their first year in a large a shared living situation like boarding schools, university halls of residence and jails. Some GPs say there's been an increase in interest for the vaccine now that it's free. Well, Brian Betty is the Medical Director of the Royal New Zealand College of General Practitioners and joins us now. Good evening. Uh, good evening, Rowan. What is such a worry about this disease? Look, the first thing to say about meningitis is it's very, very rare. However, when it does occur, it can be quite devastating in consequence um, and can lead to death. It starts often as mild viral-like illness, temperature, vomiting, muscle aches, joint pain, but can actually deteriorate very, very quickly into you know, severe headaches, what we see as stiff neck, drowsiness, rash, and, and can lead to unconsciousness and death. And it can happen very quickly with it. So it is a concern when it does occur. But again, going back to what I said, it is relatively rare. And so those four cases in Canterbury this year, how does that sort of stack up in terms of what you might normally see? Look, it's unusual. It is a concern. But we tend to see these clusters that, that occur, and it happens periodically. One of the things about meningitis is it's caused by a bug that about 15% of us carry normally, and we're perfectly okay and one of the things about it is we don't understand why some people sporadically are suddenly affected by it. So it's, it's quite random in the way it occurs, but as you quite rightly pointed out in your introduction, it can occur in areas where there's shared living, such as boarding houses, halls of residence at university, uh, military barracks, where people are at close quarters, and there can be these random cases that start to occur. And, and how does it spread? You know, why are those areas the higher-risk areas? As I said, as to why some people get affected by it, we, we, we just don't know. But as I said, people carry the bug. We think it is spread through coughing and sneezing, maybe kissing or sharing utensils, which, which are things that can happen in sort of, sort of close quarter. Um, the bug itself, the meningitis bug, which, which lives in the nasal passages and things, doesn't survive very long outside of the body. But it can sort of survive on these shared utensils or cough or sneeze and spread. So we think that's the vector it spreads, but we just don't know why some people are suddenly susceptible to it, whereas the majority won't be. So we have these, the meningococcal B vaccination is now free for children under five and also, as we said, all those young people in shared living situations. Is there a case that it should be extended wider than that? And also, there are other strains of the uh, virus, aren't there, that aren't uh, covered by the vaccine? Yeah, look, we know, well, the reason it, it, it's now part of the immunisation schedule for children. So we know there's a peak under the age of five. So under the age of five is a, is a particularly worrisome time. So it's now part of the schedule and, and immunisations at three, five and 12 months. However, the other peak that then occurs, and in between doesn't seem to be such a problem, is between 13 and 25 in these shared living living quarters. So really the vaccination has been targeted at where we see meningitis occurring. Um, so so that's the reason for doing it. Now you're quite right, the, the meningitis B is about 50% of cases, then there's types of meningitis which is A, W, C, 
see and why. Um, the free vaccination for the 13 to 25s, you can get both vaccinations, B plus the AYWC. So it's two actual vaccinations you get to cover all the strains. And in that age group, that's very, very important. What would your advice be to students and their families who are in Canterbury at the moment? Look, I think... Um, the, the, not the panic, you know. I, I mean, obviously, this can be quite anxiety-provoking in terms of what happened. I think it's important that they visit um, their doctor or general practice or student medical service to look at getting a meningitis vaccination if it hasn't been done. Um, I think one of the issues here is people aren't aware of the meningitis vaccine. The fact it's been opened up and free to, to these groups, we really need to sort of get very proactive with promoting. And my advice would be, look, um, if your, your, your children are in Hall's residence, in that age group of 13 to 25, then you do have access to a three meningitis vaccination and that's something you should be seeking to get. Thanks very much for your time tonight, Dr Betty. That's Brian Betty from the College of GPs.